This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hope you guys are having a great day. What is up? What's going on, worship world? What's going on, worship leaders and teams? Hope you guys are having an awesome day. We got a lot to talk about. We got Tim Tibbles right here sitting in the hot seat. He is a worship leader from Fort Worth, Texas, right up the road from us, and it's awesome to have him on. We're going to bring him on in just a second. Just want to say hello and shout out to all you guys joining us today. Thanks so much. It's great to have you on the program. Great to be back. You guys listening to us on Spreaker and also iTunes and the playback audio as well as watching us on Facebook Live and Periscope. If you guys would, swipe and invite. Let us know. Treasure, what's up? It's good to see you on Periscope. Sweetheart, it's been a long time. If you guys would, go ahead and swipe and invite. You guys know what you guys know what to do. Let all your friends know what's going on. We're just going to get some time for people to come in and while we're doing that i'm just going to it's good to see you too treasure what's up i'm just going to let you guys know what's been going on this week for those of you this is the first time you're watching live or playback listening thanks so much for coming in it's great to see you my name is brandon dempsey and i'm the founder of first i'm a follower of jesus and founder of ceo of worshipteentraining.com and what do we do Exactly this, live and interactive training that comes to you by weekend workshops or mentoring program or WTTU.co. That is our university, and you'll have that link in there in just a second. And when do we air? Just like this, 11 a.m. on Tuesdays for all worship leaders, pastors, audio tech, musicians, singers, you name it. We got great people coming in. What is up, TD? My favorite. And also, Sharice, what's going on, Periscope? Good to see you guys. Fantastic folks coming in on Facebook Live. We got our topic today, does cut and paste worship work? Talk about it. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Does it work, or is it just... I don't know. Is it just something that we say and do? Or is it something that we really, really believe? Is it something that maybe is a facade? Um, how do you go about planning your creativity? What's up, Sharice? How do you go about planning and getting geared and getting up, amped up for your worship services? Or is it just all hype? Or are you just too busy copying somebody else? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Learning how to be creative, learning how to be original, learning how to be the way Jesus made you and not you being somebody else. How about that? If you guys would, comment inside the box. If you're watching my Facebook Live, Periscope, let us know what's up. All you need to do is shout out your questions, your comments. We want to know what's going on. Uh, Hit us up and let us know what's going on as far as what part of the town, what part of the country, the world you're coming from. And you got my email down there. If you want to email me, if you got questions, you can just comment below. So let's get going. Uh, Like I said, we do this on every Tuesday. So it's so great to have you guys. Good to be back. Uh, We've been out for about like a week and a half because because we had the Hurricane Harvey hit, and this is the I'm just sporting the Harvey beard right here, and it kind of stuck with me. It didn't want to leave. It's just, you know, worship leader here got a little jealous, so I said, okay, so we're just going to give you a friend. So now they're friends now because, see, they're all connected. All right? They're all connected. So it's all working. Hey, that's just who I am. Sorry. Thank you, Treasure. Appreciate that. And I see Tim's laughing in the background. He's probably laughing at something else, not me. And we got this. Uh, we have coming up. This Thursday, you can't miss this. We have Rich Kirkpatrick on the program this Thursday at 11 a.m., but you got to sign up to be a member in our university program. Just go to WTTU.co. Wes Morgan, I look like. You're kidding me. Shawnee is from Jacksonville, Florida. What's up? Originally from Michigan, lived in Fort Worth. Wow. 
Gord, what's going on? Great to see you. So, guys, if you want to watch the special training with Rich Kirkpatrick, He's going to be talking about cut and paste worship, why that can be dangerous for you, your team, and your church. You don't want to miss it. Sign up at WTTU.co. It's in the title of this video that you're watching, and it's also in the title if you're listening by playback right now. So you want to be sure to get that. The next week, Chris Fache, Chris from Canada, is coming on the program to talk about healthy teams. What are we doing with our healthy teams, and how do we make that I don't know, infectious? I mean, but can health be infectious? I mean, usually that's a bad thing. But usually, you know what? Everything that we call today is good is bad and bad is good. So what's going on with your worship team? How can we help with that? All right. So we got some great friends watching right now. Thanks so much for coming in. Again, always comment. Terrell, what's going on? Uh, Great people in the house on Periscope Facebook Live. Let's get right to it. We got our awesome friend here, Tim Tibbles. Say what's up, Tim. How are you, brother? What's up, guys? How are you? It's great to be here today. Man, it is so good. I just want to say, Tim has been a fantastic friend now for, I mean, we've been dialoguing for like, um, it's been more than a year, dude, like yeah, two or three sure. years, like a while now, right? Yeah, I mean, we've I've always tweeted your stuff out. We, we've connected on Twitter and, uh, and Facebook, and I'm just glad we could finally make this connection. I know, man. You're awesome. You're awesome. And I mean, it's been so long since we, see, I, I like kicked the screens. It was just so, you know, exciting for me. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, we've been trying to get you on. It's so great. So tell us, what are you doing, man? What, uh, what are you doing in Fort Worth, your church, your church name, where you're from, all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the worship pastor at Pantego Bible Church, and uh, we're uh, we're just uh, on the east side of Fort Worth. Um, this church has been around for like a hundred years, so I wow. mean literally. So uh, there's challenges with that, uh, but uh, but we're a healthy, growing church, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm super excited. Basically, my job is just to make sure people people sing and worship every Sunday, and all the things that go along with that. Got it. Awesome. All right, so um, let's let's jump into also like how long you've been doing this. Um, man, I've been a worship leader since, uh, since I came out of high school, I actually did a lot of it when I was in high school, uh, yeah. uh, went to college for a little bit to try to get a music degree. You know, I'm a typical worship pastor, college dropout and, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh the, had a church that was just desperate. So they, they hired me and, uh, one thing led to another and here I am almost 20 years working full time wow. for uh, the local church. So. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Love it. And you're, and you're in it to win it. It's been 20 years. And I mean, that's no easy feat. Uh, a lot of our guys that are leading worship, uh, I mean, wow. You know, it's it, you're usually in it for a year, two years, five years. Uh, you've been in it for 20. What keeps you going? Um, man, I think a lot of things. You know, I've been fortunate enough to have some really great leaders uh, that have poured into me. Um, I look at my life in seasons. They say that the average worship leader really only lasted a church about three years. Yep. And so, uh, so about, if I look at my life and I think of it in three year chunks, I see God just, uh, uh, using leaders around me to kind of develop me and grow me. And so it seems like every three years I kind of enter in this new season and, yeah. uh, and I look at it as a new challenge and yeah, God yeah. just keeps me going. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. So, um, tell us more, like, what are you doing this week? Uh, what's happening in your world with worship? Oh man, we we just came off of a night of worship uh, about a week ago. So awesome. um, so as you know, like if, if you do a night of worship at your church, it just takes up all your energy and your time, and uh, then you spend the next two weeks just doing all the things you didn't do for a month uh, while you're getting ready for night of worship. So uh, so that's kind of what we've been doing, um, trying to clean up just messes that we've been, we've been leaving, and then uh, obviously, you know, Sunday morning is the most important thing for us. So make sure people are ready to worship on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I bet there's a lot of planning and creativity involved putting that night of worship together. 
For sure. In fact, I uh, I just came out every Tuesday. Uh, I meet with our pastor. We get our whole creative team together, um, which includes uh, a couple people from my team, uh, some of the uh, uh, the other pastors from our church. We mm-hmm. sit together on Tuesday morning. We evaluate what happened on Sunday, and then we talk about what's coming up. And uh, we spend a lot of uh, the last few Tuesdays getting ready for our night of worship, for sure. Yeah, awesome. So, okay, cool. All right, so let's let's get into it now. Let's let's just jump into the deep end of the pool. We've we kind of waited in for a while and stuff. So tell us what is the struggle? What's the, the struggle? The struggle that I'm currently having, or yeah. just in general? The struggle uh, that you're currently having, bro. What is it? Okay, so uh, it's funny you asked that question because I was not prepared yeah. for this. Um, Good. <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that God's been really working on my heart right now is uh, the the songs we sing and the relationship we have to them. And I, that sounds kind of broad in general, uh, but as I as I look at the songs that we're singing as a congregation, I'm starting to ask a couple questions I don't think I've ever asked before. Number one, is this song really about God, or is it just about me telling God what I think? Um, and, uh, a lot of songs I think are written from very personal places. Um, you know, take the song King of my heart right now. It's a huge song that our, our church yeah. loves to sing. Um, this is a very, it's a very personal song. And, um, you know, so I, I struggle right now thinking, okay, should we, should we be singing songs to God about us? Or should I be singing songs and leading my church in songs to God about the glory of God? Hmm. You know, um, and I think there's probably room for both. But I think the thing that God's really putting on my heart is I, I, I wonder if we're really out of balance on that when really what mm. I'm doing is I, I think I'm worshiping God, but really what I'm doing is, is talking about myself to God. And so uh, that's kind of that's kind of the spiritual struggle I'm having right now. Yeah. So what makes you think that it's all about you? Um, man, you look at some of the songs that, uh, that we're singing and songs that I love, by the way. And, by, yeah. and, and first of all, this is no diss on any worship music uh, that's out right now. I think there's some powerful, powerful right. worship and a right. lot of these songs we sing. Right. Uh, but one of the one of the indicators that I've been looking at a lot is how many personal pronouns are in this song. Like uh, when I sing um, uh, this song, does it have a lot of I and me and us and we? Or does it have a lot of you and uh, and he and, uh, and and you know speaking specifically to God's glory? So um, so I think that's that's one of the things I've noticed when when I look at songs and and I wonder what I what I'm really wondering right now is can I can I sing a personal song and it be true for the whole congregation? Can you know? Can I sing the song? You know, let the King of my heart uh, be the shelter in my storm in yeah. a, in a in a huge church. Um, where maybe not half the people actually believe those words that are being sung um, because it's such a personal thing. Um, now, again, I think there's plenty of room for singing personal worship in a congregational setting. Um, but what I'm really kind of wondering is where the balance is on that. And so it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the right mm. answer is right now, but mm. that's, those are kind of the indicators I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, what is your, what is your church saying when it comes to, uh, how about I jump back to question a little bit? When it comes to create creativity, do you put what do you put first, your people or being creative? How does that work I together? Think, I think our job as worship leaders is first and foremost to lead worship, uh, and, and I think sometimes we forget that. I, I think we love being creative. I think we love doing creative things. I think we get tired of things before everybody else does. I have mm-hmm. this conversation with my team a lot. Like yeah. by the time we actually sing a song with our congregation, we've rehearsed it 20 times. Uh, and then we, we, you know, we have two services. So we played it twice. So there's a good chance we've actually played the song 25 times before the congregation's ever actually participated with us once. Uh, then you start multiplying that exponentially by all the rehearsals we have leading up to worship services. Um, a church may have only heard the song 
five times or participated in the song five times and we've done it a hundred times. So we can get really tired of things and feel like we need to freshen things up uh, when the church is really just starting to grab a hold of this. So um, my job first and foremost is to make sure the people in our room engage with the living God. Hmm. You know, uh, I can, I can be too creative and, and it can shut that down. Uh, or I can be creative enough and it, it, and it expands their experience and they actually do engage more. Um, so I, I, you know, I think, I think I just have to keep that in mind when so, I'm thinking creativity. So what is, what is being too creative? Um, well, well, here's a good example. Uh, just because I'm, I love tradition. Uh, we're not a traditional church by any means, but I, I like to think of us as an intergenerational church. Yeah. Uh, we spend a lot of time making sure that whether you're, I, I like to say whether you're nine or whether you're 99, you can participate in our worship service. So if I take an old hymn that are you know that a lot of people in our church have known forever, and and I sing it in a way that's not familiar to them, yeah, uh, it may be the most creative arrangement ever, but it's going to come across as a new song, and people who would have wanted to engage uh, begin to immediately shut down. So yeah. um, so sometimes it's good to to balance your creativity with is this going to stop people from singing? Uh, is this mm-hmm. going to stop people from clapping their hands for participating? Or is this going to cause them to pause and want to engage more? Uh, we did, uh, I loved, I don't know if, you, if you've listened to the new North Point album that came out a couple weeks ago, but you know, the song Death Was Arrested is huge. Yeah, our, yeah, tr- our church yeah. loves, loves, loves that song. Yeah, wow. And on their, new, on their new live project, their EP, they did, a, they did a thing in there, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and they like, they pause kind of on that last verse, you know, our Savior displayed on the criminal's cross and darkness rejoices though heaven had lost. If you watch the video, they like black out the whole arena and they just stop for a second. And, uh, and we did that. We decided to do that on our night of worship. Wow. So we did that arrangement and we stopped. And when we came back in with, but when Jesus arose with our freedom in hand, and our people worshiped on that part of the song, like they've never worshiped before. So wow. I think, you know, obviously that wasn't our idea. It was, it was theirs. They were the originators of that. But, um, but that creativity caused more worship. Uh, it didn't, it didn't inhibit, you know, or prohibit it. So, so that was something that you like, was it something that you copy or was it something that like inspired you to do it your own way? I think it inspired us. I don't like to, you know, I love the, the title of the, the, the live today because um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think cut and paste worship always works. You know, sometimes it does. So is it um, a one, is it a one size fit all? Uh, no, I don't think it is. Right, I think you have to know it. your people. And so what we did in this case is we actually changed a couple of things on it. Me knowing that our church just loves this song and they love to sing it. And we've never changed this arrangement on them before. We've been singing this song for probably a year and a half now. Um, that I probably need to make some adjustments to what they did so that it fits our environment a little bit better. All right. So then, uh, turning off the lights, you know, how does, you know, every church has been in that question, you know, do we dim the lights? Do we leave them on? Uh, and, and there's all this debate that's been going on. It's not a new debate. It's been going on for a couple, three years now. But, you know, is it like a creative end that we try to put to it? But then how do we make it more intentional? Does it even matter? Uh, what's that like for you? Well, I think, you know, in this case, uh, this was a night of worship for us. And when you do something like that, it provides you a little bit more freedom than you might have on a, we might have on a Sunday morning. And sure. so uh, I think it's important. It's really, really important to know your congregation. Uh, if you don't know how your congregation is going to respond, uh, then then you probably need to take, take the time to consider that before you actually make any adjustments. Some churches worship better with a bright, lit environment, you know. Um, uh, some churches, you turn off the lights and people sing louder. So I would say, you know, know your church 
and, and be willing to try some things. If you're a pastor watching this, I would say allow your, your worship leaders, your worship pastors and ministers the opportunity to try things and evaluate them before you decide that they're not going to work or they are going to work. But if you're a worship pastor, I would say, you know, your first consideration needs to be, if I do this thing, is it going to cause people to engage more or less when I do it? Yeah, so that was, gonna, that was like my next question. When does creativity for you I'm speaking for you. When does creativity for you cross the line of becoming more performance versus more worship? Um, man, that's a great question. I think anytime people stop to watch what's happening on the platform uh, and they stop participating, it becomes a performance. Hmm. Um, now, I will say this. Uh, modern concerts and performances have changed, you know, even in my lifetime when, when you know, I would go to – shows with my parents when I was younger, we would sit and we would watch, you know, the concert. Yeah. Uh, at some point concerts started becoming real participative, uh, participative and, uh, uh, you know, people, they want people involved. So I would say that me and the concert promoter of, of our modern era kind of have the same goal in mind. We want people engaged. We want them singing. We want them jumping around. We want them really enjoying the experience. The difference is, is that I want them drawing their attention towards God and not towards me. So people stop engaging and they start they start looking at me or they start looking at the worship team uh, or they start saying things like, wow, man, that, you know, hopefully they would never say this. But in my mind, they might, you know, wow, that vocal run you just did there at the end of the song. That was, you know, that was awesome. Or that that lead lick that you just played. That was awesome. If they start saying that kind of stuff. They're probably not thinking about worship and they're probably thinking more about the performance. So when so when they do say those things, how do you what do you do? Um, you know, it's funny. I get a lot of, man, I get this question or this uh, response a lot from our church. I'm sure, I'm sure all the worship leaders out there, yeah. we just love your music on Sunday, you know? Okay. And, uh, and when I hear that, I just say, oh man, thank you so much. I hope that you had the opportunity to sing along. I try to always turn it back to this is, yeah. this is as much your worship as it is mine. That's right. Uh, if they say, Hey, I really, uh, I really love your singing. I will actually say back to them. I love yours. You know, and they laugh. Oh, you don't want to hear me sing? No, I do. The Bible says make a joyful noise, not a pretty one. And as long as you're out there being joyful, man, we're we're in this together. So as much as I can turn that back uh, to to God and to their participation with the Lord, I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in. Awesome, I love that. I love the way that you redirect it because it usually is the opposite. And right. people, people just take the comment, and some people get upset if they don't sing or if they don't play that weekend. They get upset because they're not on the rotation team, and I'm sure that you've had to deal with that as well. Um, what about like, – for a second, let's talk about imitation worship. Uh, when you see something that works for you, like what you described on North Point, um, how do you use that as inspiration versus imitation? Um. No, that's really good. There's a lot of things I see in, in that work in some environments. And I look at that and I think, man, that would never work in ours. And I think the first thing that I have to do is I have to be, I have to be a part of my congregation. Um, some worship teams love to, uh, lead worship and then they go sit, uh, you know, in the green room and they really never know the people that they're, that they're actually leading. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you've got home groups, you've got small groups, I would encourage worship leaders to get out there and know the congregation because you're going to hear from them, man, when you did this or when the team did that, this is when I, you know, this is when I raised my hands or this is when I really engaged. Uh, when we walked away from our night of worship, one of the things we heard is, man, when the lights went out and then we started singing again, I worshiped like I've never worshiped before. I mean, I heard those comments. And so, mm. uh, knowing your congregation allows you to, I think, kind of discern that. Um, does, yeah. that does that answer your question? Yeah, 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 it does. It does. So, um, what doesn't work? Uh, for us, um, 
I mean, I'm blessed. My church loves to worship, so there's not a lot that does it. Uh, for us, theology is a huge thing. Um, now, we're not hypercritical of, you know, of, of theology and songs, but if, if I start to sing a song that is just way off base theologically, people will notice, and they'll come up and they'll say, hey, I wasn't sure I could sing those words, you know, um, and sometimes we'll have some conversations about that in our, in our team. Um, we have a, like I said, we have a very intergenerational church. So if I'm, you know, if I'm all lead guitars and lead licks all the time and, you know, we're just, we're just pounding rock and roll really hard. Um, there's gonna be a good significant chunk of our congregation that will shut down and they won't sing. But the second I drop into an acoustic version of, you know, it is well with my soul or, uh, you know, amazing grace. I mean, they're all in everybody. So I try to, I try to make sure that I, I recognize the things that don't work. Um, you know, not being intergenerational. Um, another thing that doesn't work for our church, uh, while I love to use the lights as a, um, especially moving lights, I love to use those as um, uh, as a tool for leading worship. Yeah. If I'm moving lights all over the place and putting them in people's eyes and things like that, uh, people will stop. They'll stop worshiping and uh, they won't engage. So we've got a couple of rules for our lighting team like, hey, the lights need to be an instrument in the song. So if the song gets big, we can kind of raise the lights up, you know, and, and help people, you know, realize, hey, we're going to lift our hands here. Uh, but if you just leave it shining straight in their eyes, that's what they're going to think about. They're not going to think about about the uh, the lyrics of the song or the guy they're singing to, they're going to think about why are these lights in my eyes. No, so, I, uh, so I can is, I can help I can help take care of that. We actually have a floodlight that follows people who don't sing, and it just <laughs> you know we just shine it. We're like yeah yeah bro. We're you know I don't care if you're 90 and you can't see well. We're gonna you know so um, <laughs> we're gonna so, point you out. To the rest that's right. Of so so I want to know this last thing. Last thing I want to know this. What do you do when you're not creative? What do you do when you feel like it's just not getting So just these sweet words of the song, um, it just goes on and on, and I just I just love it. So let this um, song to you encourage you this morning as you go out through your week. And I pray that God's blessings flow to you, your worship team, your church, your people. Love you. Uh, be sure to check us back out. Coming this Tuesday, we have more guests. Uh, also, we have our fantastic webinar with Chris Vache coming up next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Be sure to go to wttu.co, look at the events page, and you'll see the calendar and everything that's coming, what we've already done, and we have a lot of new stuff and more stuff coming. So I pray that today's broadcast uh, minister to your soul and to your heart, and please take this and share it with somebody who is in need. Love you, and we'll see you guys very soon. Bye.
be back very, very soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.